Can I tell you something? There is a version of you that you have not yet met. Now I am recording this episode not because I figured it out perfectly at all. The truth is, I have many moments where it feels easier to go through them with my heart closed and afraid. The fact is, I am afraid, but I tell myself that I am going to dare to trust anyway. I know I've got baggages, but I'm going to set my standards high anyway. My heart is broken, but I'm going to dare to love again. I am going to show up in my life with my broken pieces because I believe that if I continue to open my heart to love, there lies the miracle I have been waiting for all along. If you're ready to open your heart to love again, let's get started. Welcome to Redefining Living Podcast, where spirituality is paired with style. I'm Aji Michael, the hostess of this party. So whether you're listening on your commute, exercising, or sitting down with your favorite latte, thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Redefining Living Podcast. This is the podcast where we don't try to fix you. We believe that all of our mistakes, failures and imperfections are all we need to make our life a work of heart. So I speak on topics that support your emotional wellness, spirituality and uh, personal growth. If you're new here, and you will like updates from Redefining Living. Signing up on the Redefining Living website is the best way. So I want to encourage you to head over to redefiningliving.org to enter your name and email address to receive our updates in your inbox. All right. How do I open my heart to love when I've been hurt? Now, this is a question that I get from time to time, whether I'm talking to a guy or a lady, depending on the circumstance, but it's really more around, Aji, no, this person, I've been through a lot. I don't think I can date somebody again. I don't think I can marry again. I don't think I can trust again. I mean, it's a lot. And I also want to share that this is one area i struggle with after my divorce when people will talk about love i will keep quiet because i was tired of defending whether it exists or not until i read the book by kenneth again the title of the book is love the way to victory i read this book in one night and for the first time in months I slept like a baby and woke up refreshed. I couldn't recollect how many times I read that book in that week. But what I do know is that 
something drastically changed in me. In my work with both men and women, I realized that many people think of love as an emotion that comes and goes. In one moment, we feel intense love, and in the next, we feel nothing at all. We then become consumed by doubts about our relationships, or we get caught up in an anxious search for love, striving endlessly to attract someone who will finally give us the love and approval we've longed for. But in truth, love isn't something a capricious emotion, but it is who we are. It is who you are. It is who we all are. I came to grasp this understanding that my true nature, I mean, our true nature, your true nature is love. One of my favorite wisdom bites about love comes from the poet and mystic Rumi. Rumi says, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Now, why did Rumi say that? I imagine Rumi believes that love is all around us if we're open to it. I think Rumi believes that love isn't something we need to seek. It's our nature. It's who we are. And when we don't embody love, it is because we've erected something to block it. And now, whether you believe this or not, and for most of us, I mean, if not all of us, we have built off barriers to love because we've been hurt in the past. My friend, now yours may not be a divorce. It could really be a betrayal by someone close to you. Maybe you've experienced abusive relationship or maybe toxic work culture and you've decided to shut your heart so you don't feel that pain again. Now, we do this so to protect ourselves. And the consequence of this protection is that we feel alone. We feel trapped in a prison of our own making. As Tony Robbins will say, the walls that protect you imprison you. Love is like the key that unlocks the prison door. Now, I've got some news for you. (laughs) All of life emanates from love. Meaning, if you are not operating in love, you're actually violating the law of your existence. (laughs) Okay, so how do I open my heart to love when I've been hurt? Now, here's the truth, my friend. Your heart is never closed. Ta-da! Yes! It's always open. You are love and that's unchangeable. Okay, so I want to share with you four tips. And I mean, this is just, these are just four tips to move you, like I said, from point A to point B. And there may be many other tips and not that there may be, there are many other tips, but these are the tips that really helped me to begin to, you know, soften my heart. And I'll share those tips with you now. And then also this is where Rumi's wisdom really guides us. So the first tip is this, and this is the first task is to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against love. Yes, you've got a task. 
So my dear, what barriers have you built within yourself? Preventing you from seeing your open heart is a fear, judgment, overthinking. Now, those barriers will be different from everyone, depending on your life experiences. But it's important to find those barriers. And the truth is, the reason why we have those barriers is because we continue to view our life from our past experiences. Now think of your mind like an album full of photographs. Your mind is the camera, it captures moments. So your mind stored all of these memories. And the more you continue to flip the pages, the more you remind yourself that the album is real. Your barrier could be that you do not want to ask people for help. So you can so you create an impression that all is well. You're struggling, but you rather suffer in silence because you don't want to risk becoming the next gossip. Now to help you move past this slowly, I want you to think about whom you were when you had those unpleasant experiences. Who are you? How were you showing up? Were you desperate, needy, unsure, insecure? Remember, we are most vulnerable when we are at our lowest hands. I also want you to consider who was this person? How were they? Were there red flags or flashing indicators you could have seen if you were wiser? These are some of the questions I asked myself while I was on my journey to removing my barriers to love. Now, how truthful you answer these questions will really help you to move to the next tip I want to share with you, which is to embrace your barriers. Yes, embrace your barriers. When you find these barriers, embrace them. Don't try to crush them. Don't try to overcome them. Don't try to cover them or sweep them away. Doing all of that only strengthens the division between yourself and love. So how do you embrace those barriers? It is to accept that you are all of those things that happen to you. It is to accept that it's okay for those things to happen and recognize that they're important for your growth. It is to embrace the event and say, while I may not understand the reasons why all of this happened, but I know that God loves me. Now, if you don't believe in God, you say, I know that all of life loves me. It is to extend compassion and kindness to yourself that well done, Aji, for experiencing all of this and still so beautiful. Maybe yours might be well done for experiencing all of this and still being calm and still being gorgeous. Look for some positive adjectives to describe yourself. It is to accept and embrace that the good, the bad and the ugly, they are all part of life. Embracing your barriers is an approach that goes against our societal conditioning to ignore to judge, to criticize, to blame, or be ashamed of the barriers we erect. When I find myself struggling to uh, find the barriers or embrace them, I spend a lot of time praying. I ask God to teach me how to love myself because I know that I cannot love someone if I don't love me. 
I has got to show me why am I being defensive? Why am I judgmental? Exterior. I ask God, I prayed, I said, Lord, teach me how to be kind. I mean, these things are not things that are, you can find, you know, like, oh, this is just a common sense. No, because in the process of trying to be kind, you can actually be people pleasing. So this is your task this week is to seek and find the barriers you have built between yourself and love. And if you're going to go take you to the next step, embrace them. Okay. And I'll be honest with you, embracing your barriers is not easy. It's a process that takes time and patience. So be kind to yourself in the process. And this takes us to the third tip. The third tip is think that love is an abundant. Love is infinite. One of the reasons why we grieve love is because we think that once a loving relationship ended, we may not find another. Now, this thought emanates from a scarcity mindset. And that's the same reason why uh, many people hold on to toxic relationships because they think that they can't find someone else. I have come to understand this truth that God has more than enough wealth, enough relationships, enough opportunities for everyone. Life is in abundance way more than enough people are not poor because god is poor i believe people are poor because their abundance consciousness is poor even in a billion lifetimes let alone one lifetime you and i cannot possibly use up all of the wealth given to you to us freely by god but we can fail to receive it by your own thoughts your words actions and most of all the truth that you uphold about yourself. If you're experiencing a relationship breakdown right now, perhaps someone is walking out of your life. Don't push it. Don't judge it. Don't judge them. I want to encourage you to pour more love into the situation and recognize that there is abundance of love everywhere. So that takes us to tip number four. I told you I'm going to share with you four tips. And and this tip I'll share with you is to practice seeing beauty everywhere. When you start to see beauty everywhere, it helps to soften your heart. And you'll be amazed how every barrier melts away. I promise you. Now, I understand that. Seeing beauty can really be hard if you've experienced a really rough time, but you can start small. (laughs) I remember starting with, um, I remember when I had this conversation with my coach when I was on my journey and I was just like, no, no, there's nothing, you know, ask me this question. Nah. And she said, I think, I think you're, you're, you're taking this thing. You're thinking it too much. You're overthinking this, you know, let's really start small. And one of the ways I started, I started with my bedroom. I started really seeing beauty in my uh, my beddings. I remember I changed many of my beddings and up to today, I really love uh, sleeping on lovely sheets. I began to appreciate them. I started with my dinner set, wine glasses, my coffee mugs, you know, my bath sets. I love really bad, lovely bad gels. I began to love my bath rituals, you know, 
and I started seeing beauty while eating, while commuting to work. I started seeing beauty even in my neighborhood, admiring people holding hands, people walking their dogs. And I want to ask you, how are you at work? Do you spend most of your time judging others, criticizing your work? Now, what I'm saying is to consciously look for beauty around you. And if you can't find, then it's time to change your surroundings. One of the benefits of this practice is that it helps you to develop relational skills that enable you to bond with others, irrespective of their personalities. How do I open my heart's love when I've been hurt? I've shared with you four tips. The first one, find the barriers to love. Two, embrace your barriers. Three, think that love is infinite. And fourth one is see beauty everywhere. Now, here's a disclaimer. This podcast doesn't replace the need to seek professional help. If you think that you need help, by all means, please see a therapist, a counselor, a coach, I mean, whatever, seek help. I also want to recommend uh, a book, my book. I authored the book. The book is called Open to Love, a modern woman's memoir on being single and happy. The book is available on Amazon and on major bookstores. So my friend, this week, I want you to do a little experiment with yourself. Make a conscious effort to see how you talk to yourself. Is there a way you can be more compassionate with the way you talk to yourself and about yourself? I'd love to hear all about your experiment or how this podcast really speaks to you. Leave me a message on my Instagram or LinkedIn page at Redefining Living. As always, I want to say thank you for listening and sharing this podcast with love, Aji. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to create experiences that will help you grow, expand, and become more of who you are meant to be, head over to redefiningliving.org and join our list so you get all our fabulousness right in your inbox. Plus, there's a gift waiting for you. Thank you for tuning in.